Ron sat in a not very comfortable chair outside of the Granger's room in St. Mungo's, trying not to think angry thoughts. It wasn't easy. Every time he came here, he felt anger and frustration, and he knew that Hermione knew it and that it upset her. He'd come here with her every time since the beginning. During the final semester of their sixth year, they'd come every Sunday. Initially, Harry and Ginny came as well, but it seemed to upset Harry as much as it did Hermione, and, in a private consultation with his sister, Ron had worked out a way to keep Harry from accompanying them. That summer, Hermione had stayed with them at the borough, and they'd continued their Sunday visits, and in the evenings, he'd held Hermione as she cried, which she did every time. "'Hello, Ron,' said a familiar voice. Ron looked up and saw Barton, one of the orderlies, ambling down the hallway towards him. His light blue and white striped uniform robes were so crisply cleaned and starched that the sleeves stood out at angles, making him resemble some sort of roly-poly human star. Ron was well known to the staff in this ward of St. Mungo's. He rarely went inside the room to visit with the Grangers. Hermione thought it might be confusing for them to see anyone but herself, and she usually had some sort of new plan or treatment that she'd looked up to try to experiment with. They both knew that the trained metawizards at the hospital had tried just about everything already, and knew from their experience with the Longbottoms that nothing was working. But Hermione felt useless if she didn't at least try, and all Ron could do was sit back patiently and let her do it. Ron waved to Barton. Hi, he said. Anything new and exciting happening in these parts? Nope, answered Barton cheerfully. You just missed your friend Longbottom. He was down the hall, visiting his parents about an hour ago. Said he's going to be working at Hogwarts, learning how to teach before they open up next year. That's great news, isn't it? He wanted to tell his parents. Ron nodded, although he knew, as Barton did, that the Longbottoms most likely had no idea that Neville visited them, or, if they did, they had no way of acknowledging it. As he watched Barton amble down the hallway, pushing his trolley of supplies, Ron clenched his fists together. The first time he'd seen Barton had been the evening that they'd all accompanied Hermione to see her parents. Professor McGonagall and Barton had escorted Hermione into the room, while he, Harry, and Ginny had waited outside in the hallway with Mrs. Weasley. It had been then that Ron had turned to his mother and demanded, "'Who was it, Mum?' Mrs. Weasley had looked almost frightened as she looked up at her son. In her most soothing voice, she reached out to put a hand on his arm and said, "'Ron, there was a group of them. They always work together, don't they?' but he wasn't having any of it. He could tell from the way that his mother was acting that she was hiding something. Feeling his face grow very red, he had repeated very firmly, Who was it? Tell me now, because I'll just find out from Bill or Dad later. We don't know, Mrs. Weasley had cried, wringing her hands. But we think, your father thinks, that is, there's evidence that Lucius Malfoy was the ringleader. Malfoy. Ron hated that name more than anything else. The Malfoys had caused him and those he loved nothing but trouble, suffering, and annoyance. At the news of Malfoy's involvement, Harry had instinctively pulled out his wand, muttering, I'll kill him, I'll kill him, over and over again. As for himself, well, his mother's statement had only confirmed what he'd already suspected. 
that Lucius Malfoy had led the attack and that his son Draco had probably made the suggestion. He had only been surprised that the Death Eaters hadn't waited until the next day, when Hermione would have been at home. He had shivered, and then turned to Harry, and they had both exchanged significant glances at each other. Ron drew out his wand as well, and both of them made as if to head for the nearest fireplace. Mrs. Weasley reached out to grab her son's robes, and Ginny had repeated the action towards Harry. But Ron had been ready to fight, and he pulled away. Just as he did so, he heard a small voice behind him. Ron, where are you going? What's going on? Don't go. And he turned to see Hermione standing in the doorway, being supported by the orderly. He had stopped, and a moment later, had taken two long strides toward Hermione and pulled her into a tight embrace. Ginny had quietly led Harry to a nearby seat and somehow coerced him to sit down. Later, when he told Hermione about Malfoy's involvement, she'd been very, very calm. Ron had admired her restraint, but knew that he could never forgive that family. And now Malfoy had dared to show up right across the street from them and try to ruin their summer. Although he had promised Hermione that he would not take any action against Draco, despite his great desire to send a fist flying toward his thin, stuck-up nose, Ron had a strange, sick feeling that something would happen between himself and Draco before the summer was over. Agitated, he stood up to stretch his legs and decided to take a stroll down the hall and perhaps look in on Neville's parents. Ron, where are you going? Hermione was once again asking him from the doorway. He swiveled on his heel and turned to face her. She looked, as usual during such visits, worn out. I was just stretching my legs. Do you want to go home? She shook her head. I'd like to stay here for a few minutes and just sit before we go back. Ron nodded, and then an idea, silly perhaps, but worth a try, entered his head. Hermione, do you think... Would you mind if I went in to see them for a few minutes? He asked tentatively. He had never visited the Granger's room by himself, and only rarely did he enter with Hermione usually because she had devised some sort of charm or spell that required two people to execute. She looked at him curiously for a moment, and then fell into a nearby chair and gave him a small smile. If you like. Right, answered Ron, leaning forward to give her a kiss on the forehead, and then, bracing himself, turned and entered the Granger's suite. The room was disconcertingly quiet and clean. Mr. and Mrs. Granger lay side by side in a large four-poster bed, their arms neatly resting on top of the crisp bedding. Both looked as though they had experienced the biggest shock of their lives. Their faces were passive and unreadable, as though asleep, but their eyes were wide open and fearful. This was the only indication in two years that they were awake. They did apparently sleep, and when the room grew dark, their eyes would close. Hermione had filled the room with items of significance from their home. Fresh flowers stood on the night tables on either side of the bed, and a neat tube of toothpaste and a toothbrush and a cup were sitting next to them. Hermione had been almost irrationally worried that her parents' teeth might fall into decay while in St. Mungo's. Ron had helped her cast a bacteria-repelling charm on their mouths early on, but she wanted them to be comforted by the toothbrushes when they were awake. Muggle photos of the Grangers were sprinkled throughout the room, and even to the canopy of the bed, so that they were right in the Grangers' line of vision. Ron paused to admire a picture of Hermione, aged five, 
with two bushy pigtails sticking out unevenly on either side of her head, and a box of Scrabble clutched in her hand, and reflected that, in some ways, she hadn't changed much since childhood. Finally he pulled up a chair next to Mr. Granger and sat there a moment, not sure why he had wanted to come in here. Finally he cleared his throat and began. Hello, Mr. Granger. Mrs. Granger. Ron leaned forward across Mr. Granger and waved a hand in front of Mrs. Granger's face. I expect you've just had a nice visit with Hermione, have you? No response. Ron felt disappointed, but then again, what had he expected? This was one of the reasons that it took Hermione days to recover from her visits. There was a heavy sense of defeat that overtook a person upon entering this room. Taking a deep breath, Ron continued. I expect you both know she's very concerned about you, but you needn't worry. She's smart, the smartest person that I know, and she's trying to work out a way to wake you up. She'll do it, too. I know she will. She just hasn't found the right book yet. Ha <laughs> ha. Ron laughed at his own ridiculous joke and nudged Mr. Granger in the ribs with his elbow. Ignoring the silence, Ron stumbled on. And I just want you to know that I'm, uh, I'm there for her. And she's got loads of people who care about her and are looking out for her. Not that she needs it, because she's strong, but still, we all love her. I love her especially, and well, I just thought you should know that." Ron's voice trailed off, and he looked exasperatedly at his companions, who were showing no sign of response whatsoever. Bugger, he muttered to himself and stood up heavily. Before he opened the door to join Hermione in the hallway, he said to himself, I will get Malfoy. Immediately he felt ashamed. He had promised Hermione that he would stay away from Malfoy, and he knew the promise was important to her. Wiping away all signs of anger from his face, therefore, he stepped out into the hallway to collect Hermione and to take her home. She looked up at him expectantly. We had a nice conversation, he said softly. Rather one-sided, you know, but... Hermione stood up and cut him off with a brief kiss. Thank you, she said. Do you want to go home? he asked, trying to calm his mind enough to apparate. Yes, let's go to the burrow and collect Crookshanks and Pig. Then we can go home. Maybe Harry will be back from Quidditch tryouts. I'd love to hear how they're going. Quidditch? You? Really? Ron didn't try to hide the astonishment in his voice. Hermione shrugged her shoulders. I'd rather talk about anything other than my appearance right now. Quidditch it is, then, said Ron, giving her another kiss. Harry'll die of shock, and then you're coming to the Snouts Fair to keep me company, all right? Hermione smiled a little and nodded. All right. And with that, they left the hospital.